Hey, all this is Juju Talk Sports, and you're listening to episode 83 of the Slump Buster Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest on today's episode is Stephen Michael Puga of the Fourth and John Podcast. Together, we talk to Turmoil in Philadelphia, where Deshaun Watson's going to land, and the Battle of the Goats this week. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, NFC Championship, Snow Game. Let's get it. But before we do that, folks, let me give a shout out to our sponsors, the best sponsors in the game, starting first with Manscaped.com. Yes, promo code SLUMP. Don't be a chump. Use it. Save 20% off plus free shipping and handling at manscaped.com and get your hands on the perfect package 2.0, the lawnmower 3.0, the anti-chafing boxer briefs, the crop preserver. All these great items can be yours and you can save some money on them. It's a new year's new me promise. Let's make a new year's resolution to have the perfect package to look your best, smell your best, feel your best each and every day of this new year, 2021. But let's not stop there, folks, because promo code SLUMP can save you even more money, and it could save you some money on some delicious cold brew beverages from CavemanCoffeeCo.com. Yes, CavemanCoffeeCo.com, promo code SLUMP. Get your hands on their nitro cold brews, their hibiscus teas, their mammoth blends, delicious products that you need to help boost your mornings, help you hashtag bust the slump. Yes, I'm telling you, promo code slump at cavemancoffeeco.com. And if you have all that savings, folks, you might as well reinvest it. You might as well put it back out there by betting on any of these fantastic football games, maybe an NBA game, MLB season's just around the corner. And you're going to want to check out razorsport.com for all your betting advice. That's razorsport, R-A-Z-E-R, sport.com. They have plenty of free trials. They have a team of betting experts and handicappers that know what it takes to beat Vegas, and they're going to help you do it. So check them out. Check out their free trials, Razorsport.com, proud partners of the Slump Buster podcast. All right, guys, episode 83 on tap, Stephen Michael Puga, hashtag bust the slump. Enjoy. Welcome in Slump Busters. It is time for episode 83, bringing back on a familiar voice, a voice you haven't heard of in a while if you're a longtime listener. But if you're a new listener, I trust you. You're going to enjoy this guy's opinions. Steven, Michael, Puga. We call him Puga for sure. Welcome back to the Slump Buster. Hey, thanks for having me on, Julian. It's been a long time. No see. I, dude, the world has literally changed since the last time I was on. So it's good to be back. Yeah, literally, we had you pre-pandemic, and at that time, we were just so optimistic. We're like, ah, sports will be unaffected. We were talking baseball, if I remember, and then the baseball season got pushed back a few months, and then all of a sudden, uh, your Eagles stopped being a functional football organization. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot has changed. Not for the better. Better that we have sports back after that four-month, six-month hiatus, whichever sport you were watching. But no, the Eagles have been a complete disaster since the last time I was on. Let's get into that. So one of the big things that happened in the last couple of weeks was, of course, Doug Peterson getting fired, a Super Bowl-winning head coach getting fired, and basically the organization signaling, we're going to try and make this thing work with Carson because, let's face it, we owe him a whole lot of money over the next right. couple of years. Today, one of the reports coming out is that Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, was reportedly interviewing for the position. Josh McDaniels is in that mix as well. What do you make of your Eagles and certainly that head coaching position at the moment? Well, you know, Julian, Philadelphia in itself is a big market city, right? So when you're 
And when it comes to the biggest team in that city, it's obviously the Eagles. So being the head coach of the Eagles, it takes on a lot of responsibility. You take on the fans, you take on the opponents, I guess, in your division that you play, and you take on all this amount of pressure. And on top of that, I think the biggest issue with the Eagles right now is their front office. There's just so many things to get into about it. How do I feel about Doug Peterson getting fired? I feel like he ran his course. I'm very thankful for what he brought. I mean, I obviously wouldn't have that, but I feel like he was just so lost. He got lost so much over time. The play calling went stale. Everybody knew what we were running. And then on top of that, you get players that are too old, that are on bad contracts. Then you have uh, you have draft capital that hasn't really produced much at all over the past four, five seasons, which is part of the reason why the Eagles are in the situation that they are. And that comes from the front office. I feel that it's more of a front office issue when it comes to the Eagles than it is Doug Peterson. I feel like Doug Peterson, although he went stale and he, I guess, kind of lost his own way this past season and, and with, with everything coming undone underneath him, I feel like the front office didn't do him any favors this offseason either. Are you saying that you think that Howie Roseman should have also been on the hot seat or potentially a fire? Oh, oh, no, I, I think he should have been gone a long time ago. And I know that the Eagles won a Super Bowl and a lot of fans, well, how can you say that? You know, he masterminded a Super Bowl roster. He brought in all these guys. You know, the Eagles front office brought, uh, hired Doug Peterson. But the thing is, is when you look back, since Howie Roseman, I don't know if you knew this or saw this, since Howie Roseman has taken over, Howie Roseman's only drafted one pro bowler since he's been back in as general manager, and that's Carson Wentz. You know, <laughs> that is a know. jarring stat. I, I always thought highly of Roseman. Certainly, he's been one of the more aggressive GMs over the last couple of years. And of course, that did play into your guys' Super Bowl run, him going out there and acquiring the talent right. necessary to win a championship, even when your starting quarterback right. got injured. I think one of the biggest changes, of course, was Frank Reich leaving. Yeah. Um, and that did change the entire course of that offense. And now you had this distrust in the locker room between Peterson and Wentz. Overall, that just became problematic and one of them needed to go and it just became an economic decision at that point to yeah. stick with Wentz. Yeah. With that said, what are you doing in quarterback? Are you sticking with Wentz? Or are you giving Hertz a legitimate opportunity? I'm going to give or, do, or Nate Sidfield, of course. Nate Let's not forget. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what do we call him? We call him uh, Nasty Nate, right? Got to give him a look. Got to see what he's about, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what? Like I said, priority number one is fixing Carson Wentz. And I know a lot of Eagles fans are kind of blinded by Jalen Hurts and the game that he had against the Saints, and he played really good against the Cardinals. But if you look at that last game in Week 16 against the Cowboys, other than that first quarter, he was shut down most of the time. And I feel like now that there's film on him, teams can adjust to his strengths and make them his weaknesses. The same can be said for Carson Wentz, but if I had to choose in a in a quarterback battle in the offseason or in the preseason, I think Carson Wentz wins nine times out of ten. Unless something crazy happens, unless Carson Wentz just goes out there and looks just god-awful again, then I see Jalen Hurts taking over. But as of now, priority number one for the new head coach is fixing Carson Wentz because you said, like you said, we're so financially tied to this guy. You know, letting go of him is a $32 million cap hit, and the Eagles do not have that type of money to, to make that kind of move. Like you said, the best bet is to bring in a new set of eyes, letting go of Doug Peterson as much as I did not like the move because I still felt the players liked him a lot and played for him. Uh, it was time for a new set of eyes and bring Carson back to the level that he was playing at before he got hurt Super Bowl year. So I take Carson once. All right, let's start transitioning topics a little bit. So we touched on his name a little bit. Of course, he was Carson Wentz's favorite offense coordinator, Frank Reich. 
The Colts had some big news today, some big breaking news before the podcast. Philip Rivers is officially retired after his 17th season. He's about to have 17 more children, according to reports <laughs> as well. It made a lot of sense when I looked at his next job. It's lined up at a Catholic school. I'm like, ah, yeah. okay, th- th- that makes sense. That's, that's why you have so many damn kids. Uh, <laughs> man, it's so impressive. I, I think this man has a goal to start his own football team just off his family yeah, members. I know. Well, he can already start a basketball team and have a few substitutions to spare too. So this guy, I mean, but you know what? It's well-deserved. Philip Rivers had a heck of a career. I feel like he should have won a couple of Super Bowls, but, you know, unfortunately it didn't happen. Tom Brady, Pay Manning were all in the way of those years. He was in San Diego. But no, I, I feel Philip Rivers is probably can go down as, as one of the all-time best to do it. I know towards the end of his career, he didn't really have the arm strength to make certain throws here and there. But Philip Rivers uh, leaving uh, Indianapolis or retiring leaves a, a big boy for the Colts also. Are they going to trade for a quarterback? Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to look for one in free agency again? The, the Colts have or, uh, the work cut out for themselves as far as the quarterback position goes. And I, and I to, to be honest, I can't wait to see it unfold in this March. So it's going to be fun. Well, they were willing to trade the number 13 overall pick in last year's draft for DeForest Buckner. So I imagine they'd probably be willing to part with this year's first round pick for a quarterback if one does become available. Now, we know there's multiple names out there. Of course, I think they're out of the Sean Watson race just by virtue of being in that division. But Matthew Stafford, of course, has an opportunity as a name to pop up there. Sam Darnold is one that potentially the Jets are looking to move off of. I've suggested that I think they should draft a quarterback at number two. I think now, given Doug Peterson's firing, Carson Wentz is officially locked into Philly. What would you do if you are the Colts? Is there Do you prefer the veteran quarterback option or do you prefer them going into the draft? Because this team's built to win now. Right. Yeah, no, it's a real tricky situation. And to be honest, I know that the Eagles are financially tied to Carson Wentz, but the Colts aren't gun shy about trading draft capital to get their guy. They, like you said, they did it last year. I wouldn't really necessarily call Carson Wentz off the table, even though I just said that I feel like they're more entitled, the Eagles are more entitled to keep him. I do see a scenario where both teams can compromise on his on his cap hit. And I can see Frank Reich and the Colts general manager saying, hey, you know what? We saw what Carson Wentz did with Frank Reich. We don't feel really too comfortable going the rookie route again because we feel like we're built to win now. So let's, why not make that trade? But also at the same time, I do see Frank Reich bringing in his own quarterback from college, from in the draft, and developing him and making him just as successful as Carson Wentz did in 2017. You know, I like I said, I think the Colts can go both ways. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they made a trade for somebody or went in the veteran route as far as free agency goes. But I just feel it'd be a lot cheaper and more beneficial for them to come and draft somebody with the pick that they have in the first round. Rank these options for them. Rookie quarterback, Matthew Stafford, Sam Darnold, or Jameis Winston. Okay, I would go draft number one. You draft your guy because just just because it's going to be cheaper. Mm -hmm. Okay, two, I'd really like Matthew Stafford. And then I'd go Jameis Winston and then the rest you can... Damn, no love for Sam, right? I'm I, I do. You know what? I I just feel like he was in a bad spot in New, in New York. It takes a while to work out some bad habits, and I'm sure he learned a lot of bad habits under Adam Gaze. He hasn't been in too many really big game situations going back to even his college days. So it is questionable when you have a team that's a Super Bowl roster like the Colts, I think, have 
for the longest time, they had the number one rated defense in the league. They have to figure out some stuff with T.Y. Hilton, but they have a talented running back in Jonathan Taylor there. Of course, we know how good that offensive line is. Whatever quarterback there has a huge opportunity to succeed, and it does make it a premier landing spot for a veteran quarterback out there that's looking to get out. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, that are looking to get out of bad situations, let's touch on this Houston Texan situation. Yeah. Of course, Deshaun Watson, there's a large movement of people saying hashtag free Deshaun Watson. And it's crazy to me because this organization and him had been in the playoffs multiple years. He just got that huge payday prior to Bill O'Brien's absence. And now he's potentially gone. There's a wealth of teams that want Deshaun Watson. I'm a big advocate on Niners Twitter. They want him. Yeah. Patriots Twitter. They want him. want him. Jets Twitter. They want him. Everyone wants this guy. I think even you, as an Eagles fan, you probably want him over Carson Wentz. <laughs> I, I, I would. I would be open to that. I would be open to that. It just I got to see the numbers. Got to see who's what they're gonna give up. What would they give up? What we would give up? I wouldn't deny being excited about that. Now a lot of people want him, but only one person can have him. Who's that person? What team is going to step up and make this deal happen? Uh, I see the Miami Dolphins pulling the trigger. I know that Deshaun Watson has, he's been really vocal about maybe making Miami his destination. But like I said, I do, I can also see him again with the 49ers. 49ers, they don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, right? Uh, After the year that they had. I do see a dark horse like Miami. I know we just named teams that were not the Miami Dolphins, but I kind of do still see Miami. Are they sold on Tua? I don't know. But I do see Miami kind of saying, hey, if the opportunity is there to go get Deshaun Watson, let's do it. And not only that, they have Houston's draft pick also. They have the number three pick. Go get them some weapons and see what you can do and make a trade for them. But I do see San Francisco coming out and, you know, making a move for him. And I think that'd be probably great for his career as far as a restart with all those weapons you have at receiver and a tight end. So, and then on top of that, you got to hang with the seat with the Seahawks, the Cardinals and the Rams. You're the only team in the division who doesn't really have a quarterback. How do you say, I mean, that's not a backup. Well, I've been a big Jimmy Garoppolo defender for the last couple of years. Um, in particular, let's face it, his first full season as a starter takes us to the Super Bowl. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo has more talent than people are willing to give him credit for. But the problem is now Jimmy's hit a point with injuries where it's like, can this guy stay on the field? Which is probably one of the biggest um, causes for concern as far as Niners faithful, staying faithful to Jimmy Garoppolo in particular. Um, As far as Deshaun Watson being a possibility for them, they're currently at the number 12 pick. So certainly in terms of draft capital, that's a premier draft spot if you're the Houston Texans and you're trying to make it worth it to trade Deshaun Watson but also figuring out what that number is do they also throw Jimmy into that mix in a potential trade obviously Nick Casario he was in the New England Patriots organization did he like Jimmy whenever he was there he was probably one of the big guys that scouted him and tried to develop him as a quarterback back in his time in New England Um, so potentially if you can make Jimmy Garoppolo and a couple first rounders work for Deshaun Watson that sounds like a perfect trade package but if you're Houston then you have to weigh that is that more worth it than if the Miami Dolphins are willing to throw in Tua and a couple draft picks themselves because if I was just on a one-on-one basis taking Jimmy Garoppolo or Tua based off what I saw from Tua last year I'm actually taking Jimmy I feel more confident in his ability to stretch the field make things on third down and just be a more consistent NFL quarterback because watching Miami Dolphins games 
nothing really stood out about Tua. It was kind of boring, hard to watch football. And that's why I understood why they kept throwing Ryan Fitzpatrick into that mix because like three Miami Dolphin players said in recent interviews, they weren't sold on the Tua move from the start. Yeah, and and not only that, but it just came out of nowhere. You know, we just and and, and I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, as streaky as he is, he's a streaky quarterback. You know, when he's on fire, he's on fire, right? And when he is playing real bad, he's playing real bad. Uh, I felt like he was doing a good enough job not to get benched, and it just came out of nowhere. And then he takes his job back towards the end of the year. So you know, I, I don't know how you felt about that, but again, I feel like the Dolphins. Eh, I mean, it's 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 to his rookie year also, so you got to take that into consideration. You don't want to give up on him too quickly. But if you feel like your team is missing a quarterback like Deshaun Watson to take your team to the next level and compete with the Bills, because now you're competing with the Bills now. I think the Patriots and, and the Jets are their heydays behind them. But if you can get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson in a Miami Dolphins uniform to compete with the Bills and the rest of the AFC, why not take that opportunity? Yeah. And as you mentioned, Miami has more than enough capital to make it worth your while. If you're the Houston Texans, certainly just gain your own pick back. I'm sure they didn't realize when they traded away that pick, it was going to end up in the top 10. Yeah. We're pretty consistently going to be in the twenties whenever they first gave that pick away. I understood the move. Of course, Laramie Tunsil, when the main narrative had been, oh, Deshaun has no help on offensive line. Well, get him an offensive lineman. Just happens that the cost of Laramie Tunsil was a little bit extreme in hindsight. But we'll find out what happens with Deshaun and that situation as it tends to materialize there. This is message brought to you by the Foundation for a Perfect Package. Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Why do I need Manscaped? Because the only fruit I want is the one up top. Because being in a relationship is not an excuse to be lazy. Because I like talking ball, not smelling like them. Because deforestation is proven to prevent forest fires. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's Crop Preserver guarantees that you smell your best all day long. Manscaped Boxer Briefs are the most comfortable underwear on the market. Manscaped's advanced skincare technology makes Nick's a thing of the past. Manscaped is the number one in men's grooming. Subscribers get two free blade refills every three months. Get 20% off plus free shipping handling with the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. That's the promo code SLUMP at manscaped.com. Get your lawnmower 3.0 today. We are the Slump Busters. And we approve this message. We just moved past the NFL Divisional Round. We had some great games, some great matchups in there. And we are moving into Championship Weekend. It's my favorite weekend. Your yeah. favorite weekend. It's a, it's a good one. But favorite? Whoa. I mean, Super Bowl yeah. weekend. Well, Super Bowl weekend, but I don't know. I'm kind of nostalgic when it comes to NFC Championship games, though. (laughs) Really? Do you just get flashbacks of your team just putting it on the Minnesota Vikings? Well, well, that and all those years with Andy Reid going four years in a row and then going to Arizona. So, no, it's pretty nostalgic for me. Of course. uh, Well, Andy Reid, fun fact, and I guess a fun segue into this. Of course, he had the multiple NFC Championship game appearances in the NFC. Well, he's doing it again in the AFC as the Chiefs will be hosting the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Chiefs are a three- 
point favorite going into this game. Wow. And there is a lot of speculation as to what the status of one Patrick Mahomes is going to be given he not only had a toe injury, but he also had a concussion. He was just wow. getting beat up by those Cleveland Browns on Sunday. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, it's safe to say I don't think the Chiefs have a chance because they have to be so crisp and on point with their game planning to be able to make that happen. And certainly talk about game planning, play calling. Andy Reid does a ton of work between Monday and Saturday to get his team ready for a game. But part of what makes the Chiefs offense so explosive and so dynamic is you have a guy that could just improv throw the ball 60 yards on a line, get outside the pocket, make some stuff happen. That's Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think they'll have that same level of creativity or ability to come up with stuff on the fly with Chad Henney as the quarterback. When you look at this game, what do you make of Bills at Chiefs? I I, I mean, it all comes down to is Patrick Mahomes playing or not. I mean, we it's two totally different games when he's in if he plays and if he doesn't play. I mean, you saw Chad Henney do just enough to make sure that the Browns didn't come back and win that game. I mean, you talk about a gutsy fourth down throw to seal that game at the end to Tyreek Hill. I don't I don't know if play calling like that is enough to come overcome the Bills. I I think the Bills are for real. Even if Patrick Mahomes does play, I I would not count out the Bills. Uh, I think they're the, they're taking on the underdog role. I think they're a team that feels like they are the underdog, obviously. And the, I'm not counting out the Bills, even if Patrick Mahomes does play. I, and I do have a soft spot for teams that haven't won a Super Bowl. But at the same time, I just feel like I feel like the uh, the Chiefs offense with Mahomes is just going to be a little bit too much at the end. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to and it has potential to probably be the best game of the day, depending on what happens in the first game. Uh, so I have the Bills coming up short, though. I have if Patrick Mahomes plays, I have the Chiefs at 35 and the Bills 31. So I have I have the Chiefs okay. going back to the Super Bowl. OK, that's fair. And again, it's just all going to come down to is Patrick Mahomes playing? If he is, another huge advantage that the Chiefs will have over the Bills is just experience. Josh Allen still has to have that standout playoff game. He played okay against the Colts. He almost turned the ball over and cost them the game, though. Let's not forget about that. And he didn't have the greatest day. Didn't even have necessarily even a good day against the Ravens. It just happened that Lamar Jackson had a much worse day. Yeah. I think for the Bills, if they lose the turnover battle, which I think would be the case if Patrick Mahomes is playing, because Patrick Mahomes does do a great job of keeping the ball with his team, where Josh Allen just hasn't shown that same track record. He still gets a little loosey-goosey with the ball and causes his team to be put in bad spots. And I think in a high-pressure environment like the AFC Championship game, that is where I would I would raise my alarm bell to like a 10, right. given the inexperience at the quarterback position. It's a cool storyline, too. Of course, you have McDermott, who was also with Andy Reid. That Andy Reid coaching tree just continues to take over the NFL. And those two are going to be matching up. Um, I think, of course, you get the experience advantage in the head coach there, given that McDermott is is a offshoot of Reid. But yeah, no, if Mahomes is there, I'm going to say, uh, let's see. So the over-under is 54. I think I'd go probably like relatively what you're saying, about 35 but I would say about 35-24, uh, okay. somewhere in that range. There you um, go. I feel as though maybe a late touchdown or something kind of just Shields the balance. It. But on the other side of the bracket, we have two legendary oh, Hall yeah. of Fame quarterbacks under center 
Jury's still out on Josh Allen as far as where he ranks in this tier. But on the NFC, there is no question. We're talking about the goats of the goats, the literal goat, undisputed. Tom Brady goes into Lambeau, something that I never thought I'd see, never thought I'd say in an NFC championship. Tom Brady going into Lambeau, a three-point underdog. It's looking like this could be a snow game, a snow game between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Doesn't that just give you chills just thinking about that? Like those optics on your television screen on Sunday. And it's the early game too. So we have to watch. (laughs) I feel bad for the Chiefs and Bills having to follow this. Yeah, yeah. It should have been the main event. What are you thinking, Roger Goodell? What are you thinking, TV networks? Come on. Yeah. Well, I think, Julie, I think, well, I think the way it works out is one year the AFC gets the early game and then they alternate every year. So next year, the NFC is going to get the late game and the AFC is going to get the early game. I'm just saying they flex games all the time. The schedule has been very <laughs> fluid this year due to COVID. We understand this. As no disrespect to Josh Allen, but if it's Josh Allen and Chad Henney versus Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, I think we know who the closer is in that situation. Yeah, no doubt. But you mean you talk about a dream matchup. This is something that you would probably see in Madden on franchise mode back before Tom Brady decided to go to Tampa Bay. You get Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, NFC Championship game, everything on the line, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be out for some payback, man, for what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to him earlier this season. And then you have you have to take in all the elements, too. It's Lambeau Field. It's in the snow. It doesn't get any better than that. And not only that, but my boy Aaron Jones is, is on top of the world right now as far as running backs go in the NFL. And this is going to be a good one. And I think it's going to be a, a shootout, to be honest. I, I think both teams are just going to come out and bring it. Unless something crazy happens, like in that first game, where Aaron Rodgers scores right away. And you see him with that. What do what do you do that 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 <laughs> celebration? Yeah, maybe he jinxed so, it. Maybe maybe yeah. that's the key. He did a little bit Corvette Corvette to his team that week because they lost. You mentioned it out for revenge. They lost thirty eight to ten when these two teams last played. What a lot of people like held against the Packers at the time was this is another instance in which you play a playoff Super Bowl level team like the Bucks, and a lot of people saw the Bucks, and you just get absolutely ran off the field harken back to what happened to them in the NFC championship game last year and people were like oh, are the Packers a little bit fraudulent and I've been the one who's been leading that bandwagon leading that charge for the moment but given that I've been definitely wrong <laughs> on this situation Aaron Rodgers definitely had one of the biggest FU seasons in NFL history oh yeah um, but that raises the question, and I've asked this on, um, so I was recently on another former guest podcast, the What Off Season podcast. Go ahead and check it out. We asked this question, and I'm going to ask this to you as well. Bigger FU season, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Let's face it, the Packers went out there. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. They said, Aaron, I think we're coming towards the end of your time with the Packers. What does Aaron Rodgers do? Oh, I don't know. When's the NFL MVP? Because that's where yeah. it's heading. Oh, but let's not stop there. Let's go to the other side of this matchup. Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been in New England for 20 years or going on 20 years. And there was always this question mark. Is it Bill or is it Brady? Without a question, we know those answers now. It was Tom. Tom was the difference maker there. And Tom has... This team, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise that hadn't been in the playoffs in 10 plus years, over a decade, 
he has them in one game away from the Super Bowl. Again, his age 43, age 44 season, he's making that happen. In a season which Ben Roethlisberger, Phil Rivers, and possibly Drew Brees are going to retire. Tom Brady, who's the oldest quarterback in the league, is once again in a spot to take his team to what would be his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Wow. That's not how football works. That is game-breaking. You're not supposed to go to 10 Super Bowls as a yeah. quarterback. You're not even supposed to be in the league that long to go to 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> that would That's almost half his career. Almost half of his career is spent in super, ending in Super Bowl appearances if he manages to pull this off. God, it's that's... a testament to his ability to persevere. Again, biggest fuck you season, Tom Brady, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, go for a Puga. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how do I follow that up? I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers only because, again, the fact that you have to throw in that factor that they drafted uh, Jordan Love and Jordan Love, from Jordan, all I'm practice sorry. reports, uh, yeah. you might not hear Jordan Love's name a lot on Sundays if he could yeah. be. be yeah, he's been, you know, you just said it, you know, I mean, talk about lighting a fire under somebody, Aaron Rodgers, you went out there and said, Hey, you know what? You feel like I'm not going to be the guy who you think I am anymore. Well, let me go out here and show you what I, what I really have and who I really am. He goes out there, takes out team by team. On top of that, he has a stout team with him. He has Lazard, he has Adams, he has Darren Jones. He's got great tight ends. He's got a great game plan with him. And Matt LaFleur's just done a phenomenal job with him also. It's just not, Let's not throw. Let's not forget about that. Oh man, I, I have to go Aaron Rodgers, and I only say that because Aaron. I mean, even I started to doubt Aaron Rodgers after the couple of years that he's had coming up short here and there. As far as Tom Brady goes, I know he he took. I know it's impressive to go to ten Super Bowls, and I know he has the rings. But Tampa Bay, they have Gronkowski, they have Evans, they have Antonio Brown. They have A.B. and Gronk, though, because and, Tom went there. Yeah, so, I mean, when you take those factors into consideration, how can you not go to the Super Bowl or not go to the NFC Championship game after that? Granted, you are 43 years old, and everybody was doubting you because everybody thinks that Bill Belichick was the reason why you were so successful all those years. Not the case. So I think both of them equally had a big FU season to the league and to all the haters out there. But I'm just going to go Aaron Rodgers by this much. By this much. By just a tinge. Just, okay. Just a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stick with the Billy Goat in this situation. Thomas, <laughs> Edward, go. Brady. Got to give a shout out to that guy. I mean, come on. I actually, this is actually going to be a year in which I want Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. I want to see it. As much as a pain in the ass as it would be to me, given that technically he should be in a 49ers uniform based off his own wants and desires this offseason, it would be such a sight to see him go and take this Tampa Bay team to the promised land. And his road to the Super Bowl would look a little something like this. Of course, um, the real goat of goats, Taylor Heineke, don't get me wrong. Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers and potentially Patrick Mahomes and three straight games if he managed to pull this off. Yeah, that, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, tell me that isn't just like turning sideways and smacking everyone with your dick. That's exactly <laughs> what Tom Brady would be doing in that situation. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. No doubt at all. Tom Brady is, is the GOAT for a reason. And I know a lot of me saying that as an Eagles fan sounds a little puzzling, but I cannot hate on him. I know a lot of people hate on Tom Brady. Granted, he comes off a little douchey, not shaking Nick Foles' hand. I'll go as far as saying that, but I can't deny it. You can't. 
I think the closest guy to Tom Brady is probably Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that we get that matchup this weekend, it, I mean, it does not get any better than that. Goosebumps. Just goosebumps. Yeah. Who's going to win this game, though? That's the big question. That, see, I think both teams can win this game. But if I had to choose, I don't see Aaron Rodgers letting Tom Brady and the Bucks do what they did to him earlier this season. And not only that, uh, even though the, the two teams have been on a, on a terror this season, just destroying team after team, I see the Packers winning this game just because they're at home. They have fans at Lambeau finally. It's going to be snowing. Aaron, and then Aaron, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is—he's going to remember. He's going to remember the the Buccaneers throwing up 38 unanswered points on him, and he's going to be having that in the back of his mind the entire game. And he's been—he's just been on fire since then. So I see the Packers winning this game. I see them winning 33-27 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, we're going to be split in this regard. I'm going with the Bucks. You're telling me that I can get the greatest cold weather quarterback in NFL history in the greatest cold weather stadium in NFL history. You can take Tom Brady out of New England, but you can't take that Patriot away out of Tom. I'm going to say that he goes into Lambeau in Aaron Rodgers' house and beats him for a second Ooh. time this season Ooh. because I understand the narrative. Oh, can the Packers really get blown out again by this team? Simple answer, they can. Look what happened with them at the Niners last year. They got blown out by them on that Sunday night football game during the regular season. Then they get blown out by them in the NFC Championship game. I think that sometimes teams just match up really well with each other. And I think that the Bucks do have a great pass rush. And a good pass rush like they have can cause issues. If the Packers win, it's going to be because they're playing with a lead. They have to establish a lead early because if they play from behind, the Buccaneers pass rushers can just start teeing off and pinning their ears back. And that is a situation they don't want to put themselves in. That's why right. they were in a position in which they fell behind so greatly in their last encounter i'm gonna go with the bucks i'm gonna say this game given it is gonna be a snow game i think i'm gonna be on more on the low scoring side of things i'm gonna say it's about a 21 17 game just because mm. again you're talking about tough weather conditions you're talking about two teams that are gonna be playing out of their mind offensively i think it's gonna be a very limited offensive day surprisingly i'm gonna go bet the under it's a 51 point over under as well weather factors are gonna be in play much in this game which will be fun because, again, optically, I want this to be a snow game. I want this to be very similar to Brady's first trip to the Super Bowl where he went in there, tuck rule game, still Ooh, gives yeah. John Root and PTSD when he thinks about it. Yeah, and Charles Woodson, too, I think is also. Woodson, yeah. I, I think every every Oakland Raider and Oakland Raider fan um, is still mentally scarred from that. So Yeah, and, and I think Charles Woodson probably wouldn't be watching this one very closely given it is also his former team versus Tom Brady as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, guys, this is Juju Talk Sports. You like sports betting, right? Of course you do. Well, let's bust that slump. Let me tell you about Razorsport.com. Razor is a worldwide sports betting network all designed around helping you. Their diverse crew of handicappers produce plays the biggest sharps don't want you to know about. Go to their website right now and sign up for a free trial at Razorsport.com. That's Razor, R-A-Z-E-R, sport.com. Proud partners of the Slump Buster Podcast. Check them out and enjoy the rest of the show. One last topic that I um, forgot to mention, of course, uh, Urban Meyer is now in the NFL. We just released a video yeah. this week, and uh, it's definitely getting penned. We mentioned the idea of why it might have been a mistake that Urban Meyer went to Jacksonville. I just want to say, I think it's going to be a very successful run for him over there. What do you think, Pugo? 
I think he's going to be all right. I mean, not only that, but uh, he's inheriting a program that hasn't really done much. And not only that, he has the number one pick. So I think if they take Trevor Lawrence, which I think they probably will, I, I can see Urban Meyer getting the best out of Trevor Lawrence in his rookie season. Not only that, it's a division that other than the Colts, you can be competitive in. The AFC, uh, I think almost for the most part, uh, other than a couple of other teams like the Jaguars and the Jets, most every everybody in the AFC was competitive. So I do think Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville is, is going to be a good thing. I think it's going to work out. Again, they have the number one pick, and that's huge. When you're a new coach coming into the league and you have your number one pick and you get your quarterback that you want to start your regime with, it doesn't get any better than that. So I, I think, I think it's going to be great. I think Urban Meyer is a culture changer. He's been able to go into two big college organizations or two big colleges and establish a culture of winning and excellence that is even living on to this day long past him being involved with them. Even you look at Utah, what they were able to do with Kyle Whittingham after he had left. Right. And I think that Urban is owed a lot of that credit to how those universities are operating even as an absence. And I think he could bring that same kind of effort and bring that same kind of culture change to Jacksonville. And of course, save them from getting deported to London because that was right around the corner if he didn't show up there. <laughs> Season tickets are now through the roof in Jacksonville. So yeah, yeah. Shad Khan Shad Khan really saved himself on that one. Yeah, say it with me. Duval. Duval. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Puga. Well, thank you again for hopping on here with me, buddy. Um, no, thank are you, man. I really any... appreciate this. Yeah. Are you working on any projects right now? I don't think we got to ask you last time because this question was relatively new since we started inviting guests on. But what's your favorite all-time sports movie, Puga? Wow. My favorite all-time sports movie. Uh, wow. Anything. It could be Karate Kid. It could be Major League. It could be, I don't know, was it Little Giants? <laughs> Little Giants is a good one, but I'm going to have to go with, I'm going to have to go with Friday Night Lights, man. I mean, that, that movie to me is just like, every time I watch it, like I, I mean, I, how can I say, I, I, I wasn't privileged enough to, I didn't get the opportunity enough to uh, play on Friday nights, but just watching that movie, you kind of understand the meaning of football in Texas. You understand what it means to small cities or that like Odessa back in the eighties. And not only that, but Coach Gaines's halftime speech in that movie just, I mean, it, it, it gets me pumped up. So, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with Friday Night Lights and then Glory Road. But, yeah, fr Friday Night Lights for sure. Ooh, Glory Road. You did mention a good one there, yeah. too. Which, of course, that makes sense. You're out based in UTEP. You got the Don Haskins Center over there. So, yeah, I understand that one. You can always hold this against me. University of Texas El Paso actually has themselves a – national championship that's one more than nmsu will ever be even close to <laughs> well you know what nmsu's been coming up man i know they've been struggling they're this never season. gonna be coming up that much i know i know but dude <laughs> if you think about it they've been way better than utep the past couple of seasons so which is amazing so, which, yeah honestly but it doesn't amaze me because utep before they got this new athletic director and coach had no idea what was going on but that's a different story for a different day <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, like <laughs> people that are not in the southern New Mexico, West Texas area have no idea what we're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> so no, but, no, I do. I do. Yeah. I do go with Friday Night Lights. I, I think that movie is uh, it's it's pretty monumental to what football means to the state of Texas and everybody who's played football in Texas. So so yeah, that's my favorite one. 
any projects? I know you were working on a lot of Eagles content um, during the season. Mm -hmm. Are you still keeping that up with the off season? Obviously a lot of speculation and things to talk about at the moment. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, again, I've been working with uh, fourth and John. I've been with them for about, I want to say since they started in 2016. And now I, I guess kind of elevated myself and I've been uh, doing the, uh, the pregame shows uh, for every Eagles game. Uh, granted, this season didn't go the way we wanted, but it was a lot of fun to interact with everybody around the world, man. Uh, it really just took off right away. We had pe people watching from Australia, New Zealand, Brazil. So it was a lot of fun to work with 4th and John. I'm going to continue to work with 4th and John in the coming weeks. I know uh, I don't really, uh, I, my thing is more of the pregame analysis and the in-season analysis, but we're going to have guys go check them out. It's 4th and John. We have interviews with a lot of top prospects that are in the draft this year. So if you want to learn a bit about them, you know, go ahead and check them out. It's going to be a lot of fun. My friend Gail, my friend Soko, they do a fantastic job of getting us prepared for the NFL draft and the regular season the months ahead. Okay, Slump Busters, well, go ahead, check out 4th and John, Stephen Michael Puka, check him out. Very intelligent guy, very fun guy to listen to. Thank you for checking out the Slump Buster. But of course, we want you subscribed. Don't just listen, subscribe, hit it. The button's right there. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. We definitely appreciate that. Comes in very clutch for us and, you know, the whole algorithm game, guys. Ask Slump Buster Podcast on IG. Come for the memes. Stay for the pod. Ask Slump Buster Pod on Twitter. We're sometimes funny on there. And of course, guys, stay safe, happy, and healthy. And we'll see you next time.